0: Hello, everybody. This is Keith Music Man Manhanelik, and this is the Final on Vinyl podcast. And today, excuse me, today we have Meg Bowles on board, and uh, she's getting ready to release her Pilgrimage album in two days. So welcome aboard, Meg. How are you tonight?
1: Thank you. I'm happy to be here, Keith.
0: Glad to have you. So Pilgrimage is your eighth proper solo album and um i love the cover the title and everything about it actually and uh anxious about getting my review out there to the music loving fans and wanted to know what got you to the point of coming up with a title like that and the whole concept of the album and you no know, uh, well, what went into this project? I know a lot of people were involved, so I'm just wondering if you give us a little overview of how it came to be.
1: Sure um well, uh basically, most of the writing took place um during the pandemic lockdown, um which is kind of interesting. I mean, um it was such a chaotic time for us all, and uh a lot of my musician friends had their entire world shut down um i just kept writing it was the only thing i knew uh how to do really um i thought it was important to keep that going um and essentially i uh, and this is very typical of my process i don't usually start out with a concept in mind i start out simply by playing with the sounds and uh gradually ideas begin to stick harmonies, melody, counterpoint, you name it, um, and uh, a track will emerge out of that space. Um, it's only after a a body of work takes shape, meaning that I have several tracks down, that I start thinking about a concept or an idea, and usually the way that happens is that images come to me. Um, I'm a very visually oriented person. Uh, I... Feel a lot of emotions in response to music. Um, I don't usually have a lot of thoughts in response to music, and so what I go through is a process of translating the images and the feelings into something that resembles a story. And uh, the the image of a path kept coming to me. Um, and as the tracks took took shape, um, and many of them, incidentally, have um, influences that, I, uh, that are derived from nature, from not only the experience of being out in the natural world, but, but observing the water, observing the light, hearing the sounds. Um, and so, so anyway, the, the idea of a pathway kept coming to me. Um, and I knew that the color palette had to be red, <laughs> which is a departure, a bit of a departure from my previous albums, where the cover art was very much on the cooler end of the spectrum um, so that's kind of how pilgrimage began to evolve um quite interestingly, the tracks uh the final track order is exactly parallel to the chronological order in which I wrote them, which for me is unusual I mean usually when i uh, I'll get a body of work together and there'll be you know some Kind of musical chairs going on with, the, with arranging the tracks in a way that makes sense. Um, for this project, they ordered themselves really from the get-go without my knowing in advance that that was going to be the case. So, so I thought, so I thought wow. that was kind of cool. Um, <laughs> um, and you know, it's it's the idea of a pilgrimage, not not so much um, on an outer level as going to a specific place. That's what often people associate with the word, but it's more of an inner journey. It's more of an inner journey of discovery, of moving towards a sense of wholeness. Um, on the cover, that is symbolized by that kind of light in the distance, um, mm. and uh, the tracks themselves create sort of a narrative arc for the listener. So it, you know, you have kind of the the boisterous send-off in the beginning and then kind of a journey into a darker, more intimate space and then um, through kind of a stormy landscape up the mountains. Um, this is where kind of the spiritual yearnings, that part of a pilgrimage kind of comes into focus for me personally. And then the final track is really more of a resolution, kind of a, a, a coming home piece. Um so that kind of in a nutshell is is uh my idea behind the album.
0: I like the way you started off with ancient past and and you know it's a reach back yes. to you know ancient times when people had different waves uh, ways of uh experiencing things spiritually and and different rituals and so forth and uh, and the way you migrated to the nature part of things and like you just said ending it with the source of enduring light to to carry on and give you hope and yeah um, as I listened I there was one part of my review where I, I felt like I was getting a little too complicated uh, I usually don't do that but I just felt like I really had to say a lot about my perception of what it was mm-hmm and, you know, and then put it into simple terms, hopefully, people can understand where I was coming from um and you felt that it made sense too. I hope yeah,
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I mean, um, you know honestly, from the moment an artist presents their work to the world, um they let it go. I let it go, and I hope that that people have their own unique experience, despite whatever you know album concept i came up with or the track titles um what's more important to me is that you have your own unique experience um and that the music engages you in some way so that is that is what i hope for
0: interesting enough um with this type of music i listen to it and i get in that state of mind and then i just start writing Mm-hmm. years ago when i started writing reviews i'd have to sit and listen or i'd drive in, back in the day when i drove into work <laughs> which i never do anymore mm-hmm. i'd listen to a, a cd on the way in and on the way back and i'd come home and i'd write and things just developed over the years for me and um, i kind of relate it to the way people make music it's not the same thing but I, in some ways it is, and it's a creative process, and the music is what inspires me. And, you know, you had visions, you had pictures in your mind that inspired you to make the music, and it just flowed and it happened. And it's really, if you look at it, it's a miracle. It really is. It's amazing that something like this can come out of just pictures, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, in, in a way, it's it's kind of like, the the miracle of of having a child you know it's it's miraculous that that can happen um <laughs> and that all of these different parts come together um and and then you have a little human being with a soul and a purpose and all of that um you know working creatively like like this um it, it there's a an experience i have of a dialogue um and maybe this is what you're getting at there's there's some kind of a dialogue that gets going between myself as a musician, I listen intently. Sometimes I envision myself listening way, way, way out in the in space, for example, for some sort of response. And and when the process gets going, probably like your writing, it, it tends to have moments where it flows back and forth. And it's almost like you're you're dialoguing with some kind of creative other um, in the cosmos. And obviously, you know, that, that that's a part of our psyche as well. Um, But it's kind of an interesting um, kind of call and response, um, which is often what I experience out in nature. Um, I think what I was getting at with with pilgrimage is the idea not just of journeying from where we are now to a place of greater wholeness, but what happens along the way? What happens? um, What do we experience in this dreamscape along the way. And I guess that's what the six tracks really focus on is the space around us, which um, getting back to nature, I've, I've always felt that nature nature really holds us. I mean, um, the planet is mediating our whole experience um, as, a, as a human being and with a life um, that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, and so that that figures quite strongly in my work.
0: Wow. You just said it all right there. I totally concur with everything you say, you know. And thinking about the fact that you had seven releases before this one, what was the one factor that you, know, you just heard a voice inside say, it's time for a change, to go in a different direction entirely, and you just took it from there? Is that what happened, or was there something else that triggered it?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, this is a little bit of a departure Uh, but it's really more of an extension as I reflected upon it Um, there are you know I call this cinematic ambient I think other composers have used that term as well Um, I as as you know I have a a classical music background um, and I have always loved film music and film scores Um, and uh, I just love the interaction between music and image and emotion and, and how it helps the narrative and and so on um and it it just it evolves it's it's not again it's not something that i i said to myself before i started writing okay i'm going to explore this um you know this this genre or i'm going to explore that technique it just kind of happens as i'm in the space as i'm writing and and playing around and um listening and experiencing kind of another part of myself, say stuff like, well, what if you tried that? Or what if you did this? Or, you know, why not use uh, orchestral strings and combine it with ambient, which is actually what I wound up doing in, I think, one of the tracks, uh, Burst, Over a Parched Land. Um, I did use some... Uh, some string samples, because it just worked, and uh so it's it's it can be a very spontaneous process, and there's an element of of play to it as well,
0: so when you create like that, are you scripting out all of the notes, or you just start start playing and you play through it and add
1: I, that I, I play through it, and then there's a lot of editing because. <laughs> Um you have to understand I, I do work with a keyboard but uh I um my technique is let's say limited um and uh of course you know what comes into play is okay I might have a melodic idea or harmonic idea and then it's not quite right and so I I change it um and I play around with it until it, it sounds right, it feels right, um, it resonates. And actually, there's there's a whole body piece involved with with making music for me personally, where um, there's a resonance that I experience when when the balance is right, when I have the orchestration right, the mixing right, uh, the the melody and harmony, and um, obviously can go to extremes i can i can kind of fall into the trap of being too much of a a perfectionist which i have to watch but for the most part i use my body as kind of a resonating instrument and it tells me when i've i've hit the mark and it tells me when i've missed um and if my body doesn't tell me when i've missed then my producer will tell me (laughs) so uh yeah that that's that's kind of how it works um I don't uh I mean although I can you know I can read a score I don't write music or or you know compose using the the the, the score feature in Logic which is the the dot that, that I work with um I I use a I use the piano roll a lot um and uh so yes it's a process of of laying down an idea uh or part of an idea and then sculpting it almost as if I were in an art studio. That's really what it's like. And um, often in the beginning, um, I become very enthusiastic and wind up adding way too many layers to my mix and wind up pruning and sculpting and kind of taking stuff away um, that reveals kind of the essence um, of what I'm going for.
0: What's a piano roll? Can you explain that?
1: Oh, that's a feature in in Logic where you actually—it's kind of a, a visual. I don't, I don't know if you can visualize a piano roll, but it, it, it essentially is a grid that that shows you um, uh, you know notes on a as as bars on a on a grid, horizontal bars, um, and you know depending on the length of the note, the bars will be longer. The longer the note is, the shorter it'll be—a dot in some cases. Um, but I actually find it visually helpful. Um and especially with this type of music where um you know you're working with patches that have very, very different sorts of attacks. You know, some of the um the the spacey um drony ambient patches that, that I use, you know, have very long attacks. So exactly how would you notate that if you were using a, a traditional musical score? Um so uh you know, it, it works better for me.
0: Almost sounds like it's a, um, a a new age digitized player piano.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you could look at it that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One might look at it, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, and actually, it's this is actually you raise an interesting point because um, you know working in this way with computer and everything I do is computer based. I mean, I I don't um, I'm I've been in the box, as they say, for probably a dozen years now. Um, but at some point it's important not to look not to look at the computer screen and just listen because your eyes can kind of uh direct your your hearing and what you pick up in a way that that becomes not helpful um so it's very important to always remind yourself to close your eyes and listen
0: so detach yourself from the screen and, yeah. and make make it more organic and and real right <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, it just helps you to hear more in a in a more holistic way. Um and it helps you to pay attention with your body because if you're focused on that screen with your eyes, your your um your brain is like going to be in your centered in your eyes and that's not necessarily uh where it needs to be. It needs to be the, when you listen to music and um are 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 working on on a project. I think it's very important to really take it in with the eyes closed and heart open and you'll hear in a in a much more different way um when you do that. Um incidentally when you have another person listening with you that also shifts how you hear and what you hear. Um so the process of actually putting a project out there sometimes it almost feels like going back to square one once I bring my producer into the mix because um there's another person and Everything sounds different, and of course, I'm listening on a, on a different system as well.
0: How long did it take you to finish this from start to end?
1: That, what, would you say that again? I'm not quite sure I'm understanding.
0: How, how long did it take you to finish the album from first? Day oh, how to long?
1: The end? Okay. Oh gosh, now you're really ugh. You're. You're asking me a really difficult question because um, I was also working on another project at the same time, so it's going to be difficult to put a number on that. I'd probably say a year and a half, maybe um, two years max, something like that.
0: So you work on more than one project at a time. Wow. Well, okay. this
1: time I did. This time I did because there's a lot of material coming up, Um And, um, yeah, there is another project in the wings, so (laughs) I'm just kind of telegraphing there right now. Um, yeah, this, again, and it, and it, it doesn't typically happen for me. Usually there are uh, greater lengths of time in between projects because what I like to do is, is really get it out of my system and then kind of start fresh almost as if I were using a kind of a Zen type of beginner's mind for the next project, but, um, I guess there's been a lot percolating, a lot of material. And uh, so for really the first time in, in I don't know, a couple of decades, I have been working on two projects simultaneously.
0: So do you actually sit down at a piano and begin that way, or is everything right in front of you on a screen with a computer yeah. and software? And, and yeah, so
1: computer, software. I have a MIDI controller with a keyboard. Um, that's, that's what I use.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing how far that's come. It just, if you listen to the music, it's like, oh, she's playing all kinds of synthesizers and all mm-hmm. these different things. And uh, you are in, in a way, but it's all being driven by the computer and the software. and That's just something else. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Who, who would have thought we'd be here today, you know, talking about such beautiful music made by technology you know it's just yeah. amazing
1: well yeah and i think it you know you raise another really interesting point which is the intersection of of let's say humanity with technology and as a musician i you know feel it's so important given that my music is is completely technologically based but there's a human being behind there and so um when i write i'm always conscious of let's say writing in a way where a listener could imagine that there were living, breathing human beings playing these different synthesizers and, and breathing. I mean as a as a former flutist I'm always um focused on the breath and and incorporating that um that aesthetic into phrasing um because it doesn't sound natural to me if you have a let's say a flute like melodic uh thing going on, um it's not natural for there to be no breaths. Um Call me old school, but that that's kind of how I approach it, and you know, it's a way of humanizing the technology and humanizing the so music.
0: Yeah, that's true. That does make sense. It all intersects. So you played the flute.
1: And that's I did. Yeah. Got
0: started. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that,
1: yeah.
0: Is that is that on some of your earlier albums? You playing the flute?
1: No, not at all. That was that was way after um, I I began when I was a kid studying uh, privately and uh, kind of fell in love with the idea of playing in an orchestra. I really, my first orchestral experience, I think I was maybe 12 or 13 or something. And, and um, I made an abrupt career shift because before that I wanted to be a doctor and the first, all it took was to sit in that orchestra for the first time. And it was, Oh my God, talk about a mystical experience. And, um, I announced to my parents that I wanted to become an orchestral musician. I um, was already studying privately, and so that, that continued. Um, I wound up studying in, in, both in Chicago and in Boston. And by the time I got to that point, um, what I realized about myself is that, uh, well, number one, to make it as a classical musician, and, um, you know, it's just hideously difficult, um, and this was decades ago, Um and there there were other things that i was interested in in the world and um so i i chose to leave kind of a a performance based degree program i kind of uh shifted into a, a, a bachelor of arts with a concentration in music um so that's what i got from boston university and then of course i wanted to be out in the world working um took a drastic kind of left turn, if you will, into the business world um, and uh, um, worked in investment banking for maybe about a decade um, and then left that to go back into psychology, which is really one of my other interests. And hmm. um, I would have continued with a master's in, in psychology after I graduated with my bachelor's, except I was sick of being in school. <laughs> I just I wanted to be on my own. So, um, but I I eventually found my way back to it. Um, I I am a licensed psychoanalyst, um, and uh, so that kind of fulfilled that part of my my strivings, if you will. Um but mm. flute I, I basically um stopped that pretty much oh gosh i'd say in the late in the late seventies when i when I graduated from college
0: so interesting, another intersection with uh you know uh, psychology and um music and the healing mm-hmm. pr- prospects of music combining those two people do that a lot, so
1: they do. And it's yeah. very important, I think it was very important for me um as a child uh i mean music was 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 essential i think um i I and so many others other musician friends we we know we we might there's a chance that we might not be here today if it hadn't been for music um, you know it's it's such a a powerful medium. Um, it, it was my my tribe, my fellow musicians. I mean, you know, it's it's so important for kids to, to begin to find their peer groups and, and for me, um, that was my fellow musicians. And, you know, you form these lifelong bonds with each other as a result.
0: I bet you do. Well it's been very uh interesting speaking to you and your insight into your music and Uh, I hope all the folks out there will check out Meg Bowles and her new album, Pilgrimage, and we'll be getting this interview out there so people can have a listen and enjoy it like we did tonight. And I do appreciate your time.
1: Thank you so much, Keith. It was my pleasure.
0: You too. Take care now.
1: You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.